everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest, Alicia. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. So before we start, tell us a little bit more about you and your purpose. Um, so my name is Alicia. I'm a recent college graduate. I graduated last year, you know, when the pandemic just started. So yeah. <laughs> that was an experience. Yeah. Um, right now I work in... Um, I'm a social media manager, so I work yes. on, like, different campaigns, like, uh, Netflix campaigns. Recently, I did He's All That on Netflix, so if oh, you know so- about that movie, you know yeah. about the social account, yeah, I was the one running that, so. Oh, cool. That That's was awesome. so fun. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, right now, like, I'm I'm a creative, but, you know, like, one thing I've realized is it's very hard to stay motivated as a creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and... That's one thing, like, I struggle with, especially after moving to New York. So I'm trying to get back into, you know, creating things, content creation, and just, like, finding my motivation again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And aside from that as well, we will dig into that later. But I did want to, you know, speak to you on self-love because you are a practicer of self-love. And that is something that, you know, you obviously are a fan of. I am too. (laughs) Who isn't? So can you dig into a little bit more about that? You know, I noticed that you do listen to sounds and you are very in tune with yourself, you know, so can you just explain to us a little bit about that in your journey? Yeah, so I've always struggled with self-love since I was younger, Um, especially like growing up. I don't, I can't speak for everybody's family, but I grew up in a Caribbean household. Mm -hmm. So no matter what. And so like, it took a toll on me. So as I got older, I realized like I wasn't in tune with myself or I didn't love myself as much as I should. So I now I find myself like listening to meditational music or reading motivational books, um, writing in a journal, manifesting like that's my version of self-love. Yes. Things I could do for myself. And also now that, you know, I have a great paying job, I just spoil myself. So that's another thing that I love to do. Um, But I also want to take it a step further and like, you know, take myself out on dates, I guess. Yeah. and things like that take myself out on trips even though I'm scared to travel alone but (laughs) yeah yeah, that's like basically my self-love journey is just like trying to find ways to love myself because of how I was raised yeah um so it's a hard journey I can't say it's easy like some days I'll just sit in bed and just watch tv but other days like I'm just like okay let's do this for myself like this will make me feel better today yeah Yeah, I love that. And you're so true about taking yourself on dates. I think a lot of people are like, you know, they don't want to be seen alone or, you know, they're like, oh, no, like, I'm going to look weird if I'm taking myself on a date. But I do think that it really is beneficial, not only for your mind, but just overall your mental health and and just everything, you know, just just your self-image of yourself and everything. Absolutely. And and I'm right with you on spoiling yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) It needs to be done sometimes. Absolutely. So digging now into your job. Now, how has that affected your self-love? I'm sure it's rewarding. I'm sure, you know, it's, you know, you have to be very, very dedicated. You know, how has that affected your mental health and, and just who you are as a person? Um, so crazy. Like, usually when I was younger and I would get a job, whether it was an office job or retail, mm-hmm. literally within two weeks, I was ready to quit because it would take, like, um, a big toll on my mental health. Yeah. I started this job in February. This is actually the longest I've been at a job. And even though like it gets overwhelming, like, you know, with the different projects and how much we have to do in this short period of time, 
it doesn't weigh down on my mental health as much as previous jobs. I will say the only thing is working from home. Like, at six, sometimes six o'clock will come and I won't even realize. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to get out that mindset of like, okay, work is done. I could go do what I want to do uh, because Mm -hmm. I'm just so used to like sitting at my computer all day working from home. So I guess that has like taken a toll because like once I realized after six I closed my laptop I go take a shower or whatever and then like I'll literally just watch TV for the rest of the night but by the time like I start a new episode it's time for me to go to bed so that's kind of like it's kind of draining because it's like I feel like I'm I'm an old person like Mm -hmm. not really doing anything and I'm like I'm only 23 like I want to be able to go out after work but it's like after that, I'm just so drained. I'm just like, okay, I just want to sit and watch TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so you're 23. I'm 23 as well. So we're kind of like in the same boat as far as our yeah. age and everything like that and our journeys as far as that. So I like have spoken a lot about like me being in my 20s on this podcast. And a lot of people, like most people that I have on this podcast, we're around our 20s. So I want to ask you personally, you know, since you're 23, I know that I've grown a lot as a woman, you know, being 23 and throughout my, you know, my teenage years and all that, you know, so how, how has, honestly, like, how have your teenage years, I should say, how, do you think that they have prepared you for your 20s? Not at all. And, um, (laughs) so, I was homeschooled from eighth grade till I graduated high school. Okay. So, that whole period of, like, being a teenager, like rebelling and stuff like that yeah well of course I rebelled but like oh didn't (laughs) of a normal teenager so like I didn't live the life of a normal teenager so actually when I got to college college was basically like high school for me like learning things oh okay I was supposed to learn in high school like fake friends um, oh yeah Mm -hmm. like just a whole bunch of things I was supposed to learn that in high school but I was learning that my four years in college so oh wow okay I guess I guess my adulthood really prepared me for adulthood but not yeah. really because I'm still like what do I do now <laughs> yeah yeah and like I think being in your 20s so many people expect you know in your 20s you know like you have to do this you have to do that you have to do this you have to, you know you have to be so 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 well-rounded so quick and you know adulthood and, and adulting in general you know I mean like What's your take on that, you know, as far as in, in regards to social media as well? I mean, we're all on it. We're all, you know, giving our all on social media 24-7, it feels like. Everybody's just go, 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 go. So from your take as a creative social coordinator, I mean, what what's your view on that? You know, how, how do you view social media? Do you think it's a tool? Do you think it's beneficial? I mean, how do you view that? I have mixed feelings because I'm on social media all day, every day. Like, my screen time is crazy. Yeah. But I think... I think depending on who you follow, like, for example, um, I follow a lot of people who look up to Jada, Amor Jada, um, I don't, I'm not sure if you know her, uh, Lil Baby's um, girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of people look up to her, but because she's so young, like, she's, I think, 23 as well, because okay. she's so young and she built her empire while she was young, a lot of people feel like they have to do that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sends sends unrealistic goals to people yep um so in that sense I think social media is just like it's just very toxic I want to say toxic but like very I <laughs> but yeah. it's kind of hard to be on it when you're seeing so much people your age or younger yep have all these dreams and accomplish them but you're still like what do I do now 
But I feel like what a lot of people don't understand is everybody has their own path and everybody takes their own path at different times. And I have to learn that too, because I was like, oh my gosh, I want, I want to have a master's degree right now. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, I have to realize my path is different from others. Some people were able to grow up in a different type of family where they were able to get help to go on their path. Me, I'm a first generation college student, but also I'm a first generation um, when a child is born into an immigrant family. Yeah, I'm first generation. So everything I had to do on my own. Okay. Yeah. So my path is going to be different from everybody else and it's going to be slower, but eventually you'll get there. Um, But other than that, I feel like social media, like Dave Chappelle even said it, it's not a real place. So (laughs) I go on there to crack jokes and then I go about my day. You know, people will argue, people will find things that they have an issue with. And I'm just like, honestly, you could just log off. That's how I feel about it. Because when something starts to irritate me, I just log off. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And it's like an optional thing. You know, you don't have to be on 24 seven, but I feel like a lot of people do. I talk about this a lot in this podcast because I feel like social media, it's so I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's important because it's really not important. I mean, unless you have like a job, obviously I work from social media. So obviously like it is pretty important to me, but as far as just like posting just to post and things like that, you're so right. You know, I feel like some people, they do take it a little bit too seriously and people really, really get invested way more than they should and get just more emotional and, and all of that. And, you know, it's funny because just like what you said, you know, when something irritates you, you just log off and that's a boundary. But it's funny because there's a lot of people that even if they are irritated, they still stay on. They don't care. You know, they just want to be on it regardless on how they feel. So, you know, regarding in regards to boundaries and setting boundaries, um, you know, do you feel like that that's important, especially now, you know, as far, you know, in regards to mental health as well, is it, do you think it's important to have boundaries within social media? Yeah, um, so I think it's important to have boundaries because I struggle with creating boundaries within myself, yeah. but mainly on social media, yeah. <laughs> like I create those boundaries. Like if somebody says something I don't like, I can easily mute, block, yeah. or my favorite feature on Twitter is muting the conversation. So yes. I don't have to see certain things, but like in my actual life, boundaries is something that I struggle with. Um, like telling people no I have a big struggle with that but it's so crazy when it comes to my mom I have no issue setting boundaries with her it's everybody yeah. else in my life but I guess because yeah. I grew up with her so at this point we know how each other we know how we both are right but everybody yeah. else in my life is just so hard to set boundaries and I think that's one thing like I want to work on especially in the new year coming up I want to work on like setting boundaries and being more firm with them. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I really do struggle with, but it's so easy when you're doing it online because it's just a click of a button and you're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's like the beauty of it. You know, you don't have to see it anymore. You don't have to read it anymore. You just hit the button and it's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So also too, you know, within your job, I want to ask you, you know, if you could really just dig more into that, you know, what really is, uh, a social, uh, creative social coordinator, and also too, what really drew you into that? Um, so when I was in college, originally, because I was always a business administration major, okay. but I was specifically a supply chain management maker. Supply chain management major. Don't yeah. ask me what it is, because to this day, I really can't explain it to you. 
<laughs> yeah. But like my se- going into my senior year, I was like, I feel like I'm more creative. So I switched my concentration to marketing. Mm-hmm. and I was still able to graduate on time thank god but because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I really did not have the motivation to yeah. stay longer but going into marketing I learned more about social media marketing I learned about different brands um and umbrella companies things like that mm-hmm. and so that really inspired me because I'm like I'm really into YouTube social media so I'm like this could be a great yeah um post for me so of course I applied to like 500 different jobs after yep. college <laughs> so but, do, yep. <laughs> yeah but then I moved to New York like right before Christmas and literally within a month after that I landed this job and yeah. something just told me when I read the job description it wasn't as extensive as previous ones where like you have to do graphic design you have to do a whole bunch of other things and get paid minimum but it was like it was a very set description of what you'll do. And that's literally what I do now. But you get paid yeah. what you're the job description. Something told me, I'm like, this is for me. This is for me. Yeah. So I'm um, going into it. Um, I work on an app, the social media for an app. I can't say the app because then my DMs will be bombarded. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I work on an app. I work on the social media aspect of it. And then I also work on a few Netflix campaigns. But, like, okay. going into it, I was just very amazed by, like, how I've had marketing internships. But it didn't prepare me right. for like, what this job was. But this job was, like, really everything I wanted in one. And then it really, it helps It helps me, especially with my, with mentally. It mm-hmm. helps because my company has a great culture. And they're very, like, open and intuitive to suggestions. Like, um, I remember one day, I think it was, like, in May, they just randomly was just like, oh, yeah, we're closing the office this Friday for a mental health day. So, three-day weekend for everybody. And, like, things like that, like, speak out to me. Because I'm like, they're very open to their employees and make sure their employees are Yeah, considerate. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I think one thing that like really stood out to me with this job was just when I did my first Netflix campaign, he saw that. Like, of course, I knew a lot would go into it, but I didn't realize how much. And like right, I said, yeah. my job could be overwhelming. But it was just seeing how everything came to surface and like mm-hmm. how we built everything from ground up. Like that that type of thing right there. That's what motivated me to like keep going. But also, it actually gave me an insight of what I wanted to do in the future, like maybe be a social media manager, like on my own company. So, okay, yeah, 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 and that's incredible too. I mean, because that, that's a huge shift, you know, from mm-hmm. being in college, being a student, graduating, getting internships, and on top of it, you know, and then you're doing this now. I mean, that that's a huge, huge, uh, that's huge growth right there, and yeah. I, I feel and congratulations on that, by the way. I think that that's Thank amazing. You. I love that. And I mean, I, I'm kind of into marketing as well. Um, I own a few companies, so I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as you as far as that. So I know exactly how the grind is. You know, I get it, and I can relate 100%. So also too, you know, you're you're a creator. Um, I am as well. So I mean, really throughout your creative your creative journey, um, you know, what really inspires you? You know, was it always something that just you had a spark in from when you were a kid or was it something that just kind of developed? I mean, what inspires you? I've always been creative since I was a kid. Like 
my mom would tell you I had about eight different things I wanted to be at one time. <laughs> I wanted to be an author, a fashion designer, yeah. um, a teacher, like all these other things. And the fashion designer one really came when That's a Raven was on TV. Oh my God, I used to <laughs> love that. Yeah, Raven was my role model. She even follows me on Twitter, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But oh my God, I'm jealous. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, she's been following me for like seven years now I was oh my god yeah it's still crazy to me but when her show was on air and I loved her outfits and then yeah in the later seasons when she started working for um Donna Cabana or something like that yeah that really inspired me I was like I want to be a fashion designer I want to do this I want to do that and then I wanted to be a pop star thanks to Hannah Montana oh yeah a (laughs) lot of shows (laughs) when I was younger influenced like what I wanted to do Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I got into marketing at this point. But, <laughs> and, but when I was a teenager, I used to watch a lot of content creators on YouTube, um, specifically like Jackie Ina, Aaliyah J, Jayla Corona. Okay. So they kind of inspired me to want to get into content creation because I've always been creative. I've always like drew a lot of things or mm-hmm. yeah. I used to make, um, you remember MySpace? My, oh my MySpace gosh. page yeah. was like crazy. <laughs> So, oh my God. <laughs> um, so they kind of influenced me to like get into content creation and things like that at the time. Cause I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. I just haven't started it yet, but like at the time I didn't realize how much goes into content creation. Oh, yeah. And when I actually started, like I have, I have a podcast. I just haven't uploaded in a while, but yes. when I actually started content creation and then like editing and the sponsorships and just pro- promoting your own stuff I didn't realize like how much actually goes into it yeah so I actually feel like me being a marketing major actually helped me understand how things work yeah so yeah I would say tv shows and YouTube (laughs) helped me with my creativity because I've always had it but it was just pushing forward with it yeah yeah I can relate to that 100% as well you know I remember I used to watch Hannah Montana as well and oh my gosh that was like my goals in life I wanted to like be on a tour bus and oh my god so it's so nostalgic but yeah absolutely Montana everything like she's the (laughs) only she and Raven are the only celebrities from Disney Channel my mom knows because I talk about them so much I had a that's so Raven bedspread so (laughs) I was obsessed yeah Montana bedspread clock poster um <laughs> pillow like it was oh insane oh and I think I still have the best friend <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh so nostalgic oh my god I love that so also I want to ask you you know where do you see yourself you know you've accomplished so much so so far I mean you've done so much but I want to ask you know where do you see yourself in you know five years um five years um, I don't see myself living in New York, <laughs> yeah. but I, I could see myself living in like Texas or Arizona, mainly Houston yeah. or okay. Arizona. Um, I've always wanted to live down South and actually my, my decision became final when I went to Vegas, uh, like oh, two yeah. months ago, I was like, even though it's hot, I'm like, I want to live in like a hot climate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see myself just like ha- running my own business. Um, I can't speak romantically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I 
I don't really like people. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, no, I'm yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. So romantically, I'm like when people ask me that, they always ask me romantically. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I can see myself running my own business, like in a high rise yeah. <laughs> type of thing in Arizona. But just also like being in a different space, like more positive space. And um, so that'll probably happen after therapy. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of where I see myself now just like in a positive space and just not having to worry financially I feel like I want to get to that space where I never have to like worry financially and take care of my mom and things like that so right yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah I can agree with that more you know I think in life that's just the way it is you know I think you just have to go with it you have to trust the process you have to love yourself you have to love the people around you absolutely so also too, a few more questions to ask you before I let you go. I know you're busy. So what would you say is, you know, as since you are into content creating and all of that, you know a lot about it, you know, what would you say is three three things, you know, that you should have as a content creator? Um okay. I actually wrote this down the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So one consistency. Yep. Um, because I think that's one thing I struggle with is just like I'll upload content and then I'll stop then I'll upload mm-hmm. again then I'll stop mm-hmm. and in order for me to be successful in content creation I have to be consistent yeah. um second would be originality I yes. feel like it's very hard to be original nowadays because everything is pretty much taken yeah but even if you have inspiration from someone's idea you could twist it into your own and I feel I like that. that's what like even over the pandemic I've been watching YouTube videos and a lot of people, I stopped watching their videos because it was just, like, kind of repetitive. And I've yep. seen these type of videos on other people's channel. So, okay. like, originality um, is a big one. Yep. And then number three is just, like, I'm very big on resilience. Like, I even have it tattooed on me. Oh, um, Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when you're on social media, it's very easy for people to judge you. Yeah, and I've seen it firsthand, like on other people's videos, Twitter, things like that. So just being able to like not take those comments to heart, but even if you do, you can kind of like bounce back and just come back harder. And oh, I, I feel like those three will just are just like how I feel, and I hope to put those things into motion <laughs> very yeah, soon. absolutely. Yeah, I love I love that. Yeah, and I. I can agree with you on being original i i cannot agree with you more on that because you're so right i mean i feel like for me i've seen you know you're so right everything is basically taken it is you know it's 2021 i mean it's gonna you know that's just the way it is but i feel like in general as humans i feel like we all kind of feed off each other in some way but i think you know it's you know it's kind of like a side note but i wanted to ask you too you know um as far as comparisons and as far as Uh, what's the word you know just just being you know since everything is so heavily concentrated especially Mm -hmm. on social media because it's everywhere you know everything is everywhere you know as far as uh comparisons and you know just consistency and content and all of that you know um I think I think that's very interesting because I feel like with mental health especially I feel like it kind of can wear on you, you know, as far as what you're putting out there. I feel like sometimes when a creator will create something that maybe will look like someone else's, but it's completely not, it's very different. But I don't know if you noticed, but 
but so many people are so eager to call out, you know, like, oh, yeah. you copied her. Or, oh, you copied this person or, oh, you copied that. And I'm sure you've seen that, you know, firsthand. I mean, who hasn't? So, you know, as far as the negativity and things like that, you know, resilience and, and all of that, you know, um, how have you, I mean, have you ever had to deal with that personally or have you, you know, have, do you know someone who has had to deal with that personally? And if you have, you know, what, you know, what was that kind of like? Um, I haven't dealt with it personally, but I have a friend who's a content creator, um, mainly on YouTube. And she started to like, you know, gain more followers and things like that. And like, when I will watch her videos, I would notice like people would comment and be like, oh, you're doing the same thing that um, other people do. And she yeah. started her channel last year, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And like, of course, like it takes a toll on her. And like, she'll reach, she reached out to me one day and I said, you can't, you can't let them get to you yeah. because at the end of the day, you just started your channel. But also, and like I said, everything has been taken. And it wasn't like yeah. she was stealing ideas or anything. It was right. like, she did like a, um, a college Q&A but because we went to the same college she made it specifically for our school oh okay okay. so it was like I guess people felt like she was copying somebody else but I'm like there's several college <laughs> Q&A <Yeah>. on YouTube <laughs> but they're just different schools so right okay like, yeah things like that um like it takes a toll on people yeah. but also I've also seen it on other videos where it's like um people are so quick to call out especially if someone has an imperfection, especially if they know about it, but people are still calling it out, it takes mm-hmm. a big toll on them. And then also, I feel like that's a very big thing with social media too, especially with surgery, a lot of surgery happening. I feel mm-hmm. like people are so quick to pile on somebody for their imperfections that they are already insecure about or already know mm-hmm. about. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that like we kind of need to um, be wary of. Because, yeah. you, first of all, you never know what somebody's going through. You never right. know, like, how they feel about something. Yeah. And I know for me, I've experienced that, but within my family. Like, they'll talk mm-hmm. to me about something I'm already aware of or insecure about. So, mm-hmm. it yeah. takes a toll. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, like, a big thing. I feel like we just need to get Yeah, I, I agree on that. You know, I feel like social media, too, it's so quick to call everyone out. Uh, especially on content too I mean not not only like just the, like people's appearances but also yeah like content you know it's 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 a very interesting world because <laughs> we are kind of all you know on this platform but yeah absolutely you know I I live by this you know quote you know um I always live by you know damned if I do and damned if I don't you know you, mm-hmm. you can't win either way you know there's always going to be a comment there's always going to be a critic there's always going to be someone saying something about um, something so <laughs> yeah. and the thing is like it's okay like if you use somebody else's idea as long as you get credit because I understand yeah. like especially with smaller creators they will create something like I know it's mainly on TikTok too but they will create something and then somebody with like nine million followers would do the same thing and not credit them and then it looks like they're the originator and I'm like if you know for a fact you got this from someone else it doesn't hurt to credit someone like you can use someone's idea as long as you credit and I feel like as long as you're not being um I wouldn't say manipulative um again I can't think of the word as long as you're not (laughs) like trying to take away from that person's shine I feel like you can use their idea yeah as long as you give credit um, yep. And I feel like that's one thing a lot of people don't really 
understand is like they'll post something and then when a lot they're getting backlash they don't really understand it and I'm like I understand like the backlash isn't too necessary but at the same time it is especially if the smaller creator is a person of color Mm because I've noticed that a lot um Mm -hmm. so yeah you know things won't be as bad because I've seen a lot of youtubers um like having like start making a series that they got from somebody else but they at least credit the person that they got it from even if it's not the original person that they don't mm-hmm. know of. yeah so small things like that like yep. it can make a big difference yeah yeah absolutely yeah and that's even happened with me like even with like my art um that's happened to me like I've had people well this is kind of like a different uh subject but I mean I guess it's kind of relative to what we're talking about because of you know just like everything as far as like social media and Instagram but I've seen people full on, you know, copy my art and they don't, you know, give me credit for, you know, my original concepts or anything. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's very interesting because I think social media, it's such a uh, it's such a vulnerable platform where everything is shown (laughs) that anyone can just take everything from. So it's it's very uh, it's very it makes us people, you know, content creators very, very vulnerable. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just like what you said. Absolutely. So. Also, too, I want to ask you, before I let you go, I, I always ask everyone on my podcast, I have two questions. So, one, um, what is your message? You know, what is the message that you want people to take away from you? Um, things will get better. You mm-hmm. know, when I start at a certain place, you might feel a certain way for a while, like depressed, anxious, but... Things won't always be that way, especially if you make if you take the proper steps to yeah. you know, get out that mindset or not mindset, but get out that depressive stage. Um because yeah. like I still suffer from it every now and again, but yeah. If I push myself, I could I could push forward mm-hmm. in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And also too, as everyone on my podcast, what would you say is one word or quote? that you live by um word <laughs> resilience <laughs> resilience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i kind of figured that <laughs> yeah yeah actually i'm in an organization i was in an organization at college and um like every year we will have different people come out so and we call them bonds i'm on the 23rd bond okay. and so we named our bond the resilient 23rd bond oh, okay. um so that also spoke to me too because i'm just like we, we went through a lot. <laughs> but we like made it out and we're doing good so resilience is just very big for me because I feel like I've been through hell and back but mm-hmm. I'm where I'm supposed to be yeah yes I love that oh my gosh yeah same here same here <laughs> I second that <laughs> oh my gosh well this has been such a lovely chat and again I want to thank you so much for being a guest on here and just telling us about everything that we talked about so 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 important and it was just I love speaking to you so thank you thank you for having me I really enjoyed this 